Since the invention of fire, man has spun stories of gods and monsters. From a million years in the future, heavy metal presents Wonderwork. This is it. The second half of our orc slaying adventure. Ladies and barbarians, we now give you part two of the Black Ruins of Aramor. Two of them orcs. Maybe one was a breeder. Grabbed me then. Grabbed my arms. Held me down on my knees. I think everyone else I come with was dead at that point. Had to be, I guess. Then I saw him again. He's a tough bastard, I'll give him that. My axe hit him, but didn't kill the big prick. My brain was a fire as much as my body, and I saw him like time was slowed. He was walking toward the girl by looking at me. Brownish blood was sheeting his face. A huge flap of skin was flopped down, covering one eye. Mad black hair plastered to his face. Finger bones and teeth adornments threaded into his hair were flopping over his nose and mouth, dangling on his chest. The one eye I could see was glowing with green fire. I could see a big swallow of a skull, gleaming white, a big gash in it from the axe. God's damn thick orc bone and shaman magic saved the bastard's life. Then he grinned at me. Fucking grinned like he ate the God's damn cat. Then reached out and touched her face. Her little cheek, he touched it else. He caressed it like he owned the wee thing. I swear I went mad. They say you see red, well I damn sure did. I roared like a demon and surged to my feet, shook the orcs holding me loose like rag doors, dashed one of their heads to muss on the altar rock, turned on the other, ripped his throat out with my bare hand. I saw a forgiver at my feet and snatched it up. A few marauders rushed me, not sure how many. I screamed my rage at them and whirled like a damn dervish. Forgiver slashing left and right, chopping at them like a butcher. I lived in a sea of blood. My heart sang and my sword drank deep. Hands and heads and entrails splashed about me. This was life. My vision cleared and I stood like a conquering hero. I was breathing heavy, breath rasping in my throat. I looked at the shaman from under my brows. Blood dripped from them. I had no idea if it were mine or theirs. I was covered in it. And bits of bone and flesh, a rope of entrails hanging over one shoulder. The rock and snow at my feet was pulled with orc blood, littered with chopped bits and chunks. A head teetered on the altar rock. I kicked a hand off my foot. A whole arm lay off to one side. A score of orcs lay dead and dying. I grinned at the shaman. He stood there mouth agape, staring at me like pure devil spawned. I threw back my head and laughed. My laugh was a god's damned roar. That twisted sorceress bastard was terrified. A guttural chant started to grow in my head, insidious and twisted, and it brought me to my senses. I saw the shaman gesturing, his mouth moving silently, chant ringing harder in my head, and I leapt at him. Forgive a slash, and he grunted, staggered back. The chanting in my head was gone. I saw his mouth still moving, but now blood was gushing forth. Gobs of it! 
Something splashed at my feet. I'd cut him open to his spine. Everything inside flopped out onto the hard, cold rock. His hands were pawing at it, trying to stuff loops of it back inside, but there was no inside. I put a foot on his chest and pushed, kicked him back off the rock, and he fell down the slope. I looked down at the girl. She was crouching beside the altar rock, covered in all blood. I snatched her up and her eyes met. We understood. A wild scream rang out and I jerked. It echoed over the hills. I pulled a tight and we looked down the slope. The dead shaman had been discovered. A horde of orcs crowded around him. One of them was screaming, wailing in grief and anger. And soon the others took up the cry. It was deafening. It filled the damn hills. Without a backwards glance, I turned, and holding the girl tight to me, I ran uphill, deeper into the dark woods and rock cliffs. We disappeared into the frost. I kept running, now panting like a dog myself. I looked down at the girl in my arms. She's a tiny thing. I think she'd fallen asleep. It seemed her senses had left her. She'd fallen asleep, frail and bird-like in my arms. I decided there and then, they'd never take her again. No matter what. I stumbled, been tracking since dawn, fighting, running, each icy breath starting to burn. I was bleeding from a dozen small wounds. My skin was burned by phallus sorcery. Gore crusted and frozen, I stumbled again. I feared I was about done in. I started to look for a place to turn, make a last stand, take as many of those motherless fox with me as forgiver and I could. I felt the girl stir, look up at me. She could feel my step faltering, see my eyes searching. She knew what was next. She's a bright one, ain't you, lass? Anyhow, I was near frozen, staggering forward, my legs like wooden poles. I think I stopped, but I'm not sure. Next thing I know, she's tugging on my chin. I look down at her and she points through the frost. My eyes follow her finger, and that's when I see the tower. Made of dark black stone, the tower juts up through the oary frost, like a beacon of hope. I raced toward it, my mind reeling. I scrambled the last few feet, clawing my way through the trees and a thick, thorny undergrowth. I broke free of it, and I stood swaying on a large rock shelf, free of trees, barren. From it rose the tower. I see the rest of the keep now crumbled to black ruins. The top of the tower was lost in the frost, or maybe it was fallen as well, I couldn't tell. And Nary cared. The grieving, angry howls of a dozen orcs broke through the haze. The girl's eyes went wide with fright as they sought mine. With a final glance down into the forest of black trees, I loped for the black stone ruins, and me with the girl slunk into the depths. Were easy to find the way in. It was like the walls crumbled every which way but to block the entrance. Perhaps I should have seen that as a warning, and maybe if them damned orc marauders weren't hard on our heels, I woulda. Anyhow, we found a way in easy. We entered what was once a large hall. The black stone floor dusted with snow, the frost white sky visible where the roof had fallen in. At the end of the hall, stone stairs led up into the tower or down into the depths. I figured maybe there'd be tunnels or some such below. Maybe the builders had left some route of escape for the original inhabitants. Without a glance, up I started down the stairs. The white light from the sky seemed to follow us down into the deep. 
The corridors, rooms, and tunnels we traversed were bathed in its ghostly luminance. Didn't strike me as odd at the time, as we could hear the howls echoing behind us, and I was desperate to find some succor. But no natural light works that way. I was hoping the savages would be fearful. Pagan superstitions and the loss of their magic man keeping them out of the ruins. But we had no such luck. Oh, you gotta finish that, brother. Ah, pass it over here. I see no reason to let it go to waste. Where was I? No. <clears throat> I raced through the corridors and halls with the little one cradled in the crook of my arm. Each turning of a passage took us further down into the bowels of the ruins and finally into the rough-hewn tunnels. I was hoping to come across a breeze of fresh air, leading us to an exit, or here rushing water hoping for an underground river. Anything to lead us to freedom. There was nothing. The air was thicker, heavier in my throat, and smelled more foul. I could feel the fluttering breath of the wee one clutching my neck. But the only sounds was the hooting and hollering of the orcs on our trail, thirsty for blood, and my own frantic breathing. But I... I... I was done. By now, my feet were froze. My legs a-quiver with strain. Couldn't think straight, being so weak from blood loss. I found an alcove, really just a dark recess in the wall. Set the girl down near the back. Her eyes met again in the dim light, and she nodded her head. I tell you, here and now, that girl's a smart thing, and brave too. I've seen grown men who haven't one measure of her luck. So I handed her my dirk, in case I didn't get time to do the deed. I turned back to face what was coming. They could only brace me two at a time in this small space, so maybe there was some small hope. Whatever the Seven Hills had in store for us, I could cling to that. I could hear them, hear the bastards rushing through the corridors hard on a trail. They had gone silent now. Could probably smell we were close. I pulled Forgiver from its sheath. Old family blade felt good in my hand, familiar and deadly. I thought, though I die this day, a shitload of organ scum ain't going home. So I stood there and waited. But then, something tickled the back of my neck. A feeling more than anything. Had the bastards so I'd gotten behind me? Was there a tunnel I didn't see back there? Then the feeling grew. With a sick feeling in my guts, a world to face them. But it wasn't the old bastards. It was... Something else. The girl was crouched low. Her back were to me, but I could see my dirk clutched in a tiny fist, thrust out before her. Beyond her, the stones of the alcove seemed to shift in the darkness. There was a sound, or maybe it was just movement of the air. A sigh of sorts. The girl didn't move, but the darkness did. It seemed to shiver and separate, blacker than black. The twisting, sighing void took shape. This was no alcove. The pitch was vast and alive, swarming with life. We had turned over a stone and all of the hell's darkest devils had come slithering out into the whispering darkness. I'm not embarrassed to admit, I almost swooned with the sudden rush of it all. With an effort come from deep in my ball sack, I stood tall and regarded them. I'm a man of war, not of words. No tale ever told me at the edge of a fire, in the darkest and loneliest night, 
could have gave the full truth of them. It's a thing that no one can tell you. You will have to see it for yourself to understand, God help you. These creatures stood before me, dead still, gaunt and tall, as if carved from the black stone. But their big, ragged teeth were gnashing. I could tell they were hungry, terrible hungry. And I know we were their cow. Can you pull me some more of that, Krog? Starting to fill my toes again and my brain's clearing up. That's a potent drink you got there. My thanks to you and your men, Captain. My pleasure. How do we escape that ancient evil? You men lead a hard life. A bloody life like me. Best we could ever hope for is a quick, clean death. For that, I'm damn sure sorry. And what's that, lass? Yes, girl. You can sleep. Sleep deep. You've earned it. This story is told, and the gods, or something near like them, will deliver us a new day tomorrow. Anyhow, there was no chance of escape, you young fools. I looked at those devils, and all I saw was death. For me, sure, that I could live with, even welcome. But not for this here little girl. Wasn't sure I could live with that. You see, boys, I'd done my best to save her. And I wasn't done, not by a sight. I am Baran, a gundishman, a slayer and a hunter. It's in my blood and my father's blood before me. The ancient devils were hungry, like I said, terrible hungry. The orcs chasing us weren't near enough for them. And me and the girl were only two. So I made a deal. I found them a better meal. 